The only way that those patterns of life which cause us our problems in life can be changed is by the Spirit of God working through the Word of God to change our habits, to help us to put off the old person and to put on the new person, as Paul puts it in the books of Ephesians and Colossians. Now, the wonderful thing is that your body has already been freed from the grasp of sin. As we saw in Romans 6, we're told that that old way that we live, that old pattern, no longer has to have dominance or dominion over us. Whereas we read in Romans 6, 6, our old person was crucified with him, that is with Christ, so that the body of sin might be made ineffective and we might no longer serve sin as its slaves. You no longer have an excuse, if you know Jesus Christ, for saying that's just the way I am. That's just the way I do things. That's just the way it happens to be. You no longer have that excuse. When you were an unbeliever and did not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, yes, it was a legitimate excuse. It was a reason because you could not free yourself from sinful patterns. If you stopped one, you'd develop another. There was no way that you could change into patterns that were pleasing to God. Because we read in Romans 8, 8, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That is, those who do not have the Spirit of God dwelling within them to change and alter their behavior and their patterns of life have no way of pleasing our Heavenly Father. But now, you who know Him have no excuse. Oh, it's hard to change the bodily pattern. It's hard to take this body of ours and remold it. And the older you get, the more difficult it may seem to be because you tie it into more different situations of life. But there's no excuse whatsoever for you're not doing it because Christ has crucified the old man that we were so that the body of sin might be delivered made ineffective and we might no longer have to serve sin as slaves. So don't tell me that's just the way I am. I have people tell me that in counseling all the time. Older people, for example, say to me, well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I say to them, I don't know, I'm not an animal trainer. But I know one thing, you're not an old dog. You're a human being created in the image of the living God. And if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can change and by His grace you will change. You know, then I take them to the story of Abraham and show what kinds of changes that God required of a man almost a hundred years old. It's not how old you are. It's whether you really believe that the Spirit of God dwells within you. Whether God can make a difference in your life, whether those patterns and habits can be changed. And he says they can. He says that the body of sin no longer 
needs to control you. This body which has become sinfully habituated can be rehabituated in such a way that the members of your body, the tongue, the eyes, the ears, the hands, the feet, all the rest of your body, including your brain, that the members of your body can be presented to God for his service to honor and please him. That's what he's telling you to do here. He's not giving you an option about this matter. When he urges us by the mercies of God to present our bodies to him for service, he's not giving us an option as to what we must do. He's telling us what to do. Here's how you become servants of Jesus Christ. By putting that body in the place where it belongs in Christ's service. Third peppermint. <clears throat> he says, present your bodies. That word means to place beside, to present for any purpose whatsoever, to give up for another's use. All those ideas are wrapped up in that word present. And we saw in 6.13 the same idea where the same word is used again. As you once presented the members of your body for sin leading to greater sin, now present the members of your body leading for, to righteousness leading to sanctification. In other words, he's saying, your members of your body have to be rehabituated. Rehabituated. Let's take an example. Over in the uh, second chapter or fourth chapter of Ephesians, we have some interesting material along this line. He says in verse 22, you were taught regarding your previous habit patterns to put off the old person that you were who is corrupted by deceitful desires being renewed in the spirit of your mind and to put on the new person that you are who is created in God's likeness with true righteousness and holiness. Then he says, putting off lying, each one must speak truth with his neighbor. And then he says in verse 28, the thief must stop stealing. Instead, he must labor, working with his own hands at honest work so that he may have something to share with those who have need. Now, you notice this change that he's calling for in our habits pattern, habit patterns is a two-factored change. Putting off and putting on. It's not just a matter of breaking habits, as the world says, but it's a matter of replacing habits. That's what the Bible teaches. We must put on God's new ways, God's new patterns, God's new responses, and that takes a conscious, deliberate effort that may at first seem very awkward until it becomes habitual and replaces the old way. Notice when he speaks about putting off lying, he doesn't stop there. He goes on to say each one must speak truth with his neighbor. A liar is not a liar when he stops lying. He's just a liar who at the moment isn't lying. But a liar is not a liar when in the same places and same ways in which he used to lie, he now has become a truth teller. And there's a great deal of difference between not lying and telling the truth. One of you ladies has a new outfit on. 
And uh, not one of you ladies, some other lady. Nobody here would do this. One of you ladies sees another lady who is not here with a new outfit. An outfit is a hat, a dress, shoes, and a purse. The whole business. And as you look at her, you have to look twice and even a third time because you can't believe what you see. You, you wouldn't be caught dead in that kind of an outfit. You look at this and you say, how could anybody wear it in public? And uh, uh, you're just turning your head away from this glare when she comes over to you and she says, what do you think of my new outfit? <laughs> well, now, it's one thing not to lie, but it's another thing to tell the truth. You see? It's easy not to lie, but it's awfully hard to tell the truth sometimes. Now, in those circumstances, of course, it's, it's wise not to tell the truth if possible. <laughs> you say to her, you say to her, isn't it nice weather we're having today? <laughs> she says, yes. Lovely weather for a new outfit. What do you think of my new outfit? Uh, <clears throat> you say, it is nice at times to have a new outfit, isn't it? <laughs> she says, yes, and what do you think of mine? See how hard it is to tell the truth. How easy it is not to lie. Well, if she asks you that many times, she deserves to find out. You better tell her. <laughs> but listen. There are far more important circumstances in life where it's very difficult to tell the truth. And so you haven't put off lying until you have become a truth teller a person who can boldly, courageously, and yet in love speak the truth when God requires you to do so. You see, we must be rehabituated, presenting the members of your body to God. That is, habituating our hands, our feet, our whole bodies, our minds to do God's will in place of the old habits of the body which continue to fight us until they are replaced. The way for God to get your body is for you to present it to him. Present it to him. If you've never done that before, today I urge you as we pray to say to him, I give you my body. Let's pray. <clears throat> we thank you Lord that the scriptures are so plain they have so much to say to us they put us in places where we must make decisions where we must go your way or we sin we thank you that they don't leave matters in confusion but that they point the way plainly for us. And our God, there are some here perhaps who are afraid to give their bodies to you. Oh Lord, teach them that you are a loving and wonderful taskmaster, that when they present the instruments, the members of their bodies as instruments of righteousness, and that they become slaves of righteousness, that slavery in your service is joy and peace and power and eternal welfare. Oh God, help them, each one here today, 
each one of us making this decision to make that positive decision for you and then to go on throughout our lives replacing those sinful patterns and habits with their biblical alternatives as we habituate through the power of the Spirit who enables us to understand the Word and then to put it into practice those new ways that honor Christ. And if there's anyone here today who doesn't know him, how awful it must be, Lord, to go on knowing there is no freedom from the old ways. No way to change except into other ways that are sinful and wrong. Oh, Lord, turn that person to Jesus Christ, that he or she may trust him as Savior and find freedom from the habits of sin. For we ask it in Christ's name. Amen.